Welcome back to an uproarious profundity. It is unconventional wisdom for you, my fellow spiritually attuned go-getter. And today I'm going to be dishing out, oh, sorry, I should let you know, if you don't already know, I am a life writing and marketing coach. I'm a best-selling author, and I'm also, obviously, because I'm on your earbuds, I am a podcaster. And today we're going to be dishing out five lies that keep you from writing and publishing that book, that amazing book that's on your heart. The first lie that keeps you from writing and publishing your book is the lie that you have to pay for ads. You have to invest in Facebook and Instagram ads to have your book published. And let's call out that lie as a giant load of bullshit that it is. While Facebook ads can add great gasoline to your fire, to your flame, they are not necessary, especially with organic social media marketing, which is what I teach the authors and writers, same thing, right, that I work with. So with this, they learn 12 types of organic social media marketing posts. And these posts, they're all about connecting authentically with those that you serve. You're engaging, you're entertaining, you're educating, you're equipping, you're catalyzing, you're motivating, you're inspiring. You're letting them see behind the scenes of your book writing process. So they start to see you as a human. And very rarely during the week, are you asking for a monetary value exchange? Are you making an invitation to be served by your product? The majority of the time, you're simply having an authentic connection. The reason that you don't necessarily need ads and you can get to a book finished and get a book published and monetize your book with just organic social media marketing is very similar to Ed Sheeran getting discovered by Jamie Foxx and Taylor Swift. So before he had been discovered, before he owned his own record deal, before he had like sold out Wembley like umpteenth million times, before all that, probably even before the amazingly beautiful arm tats that he has, which I love so much, he would show up committed to the train station every day to play. And it was an outlet of service, another outlet to create. So what I'm telling you is as a writer or as a coach or as a course creator, social media is your train station and you are Ed Sharon. Yeah. Beautiful red hair and all. You are Ed Sharon. So you get to show up and serve people every day not asking for a monetary value exchange. He was asking for a little bit of money in his guitar case. He just wanted people to be aware, but more importantly, of his talent. And more importantly, he wanted to serve people. Same same as you. So instead of viewing marketing as, oh God, I have to go market my book. Blah, so slimy, coercive, such a greedy saleswoman or salesman. No, it's just, it's just another outlet for writing. It is no different. And when you learn these 12 types of posts, it's no different than the beauty and the wonder and peace and excitement that you feel when you finally get a sitter and you get to honor your right night routine. So it is a lie that you need ads to get your book published and to get it to bestseller status. Okay, so next lie that we want to call out is that you 
You don't, it's a lie that you have to be a reserved, subtle introvert who is comfortable with being still. It's a total lie. And here's why. Coming to you as a very high energy extrovert who has two books published, one on bestseller status, and has the glory and honor of serving lots of authors for bestseller status as well. There are certain tools that you can use if you don't feel like sitting at the keys or sitting with your pen and paper. For example, my favorite is the Otter app. The Otter app lets you dictate your speech to text without capturing any of your ums, which is beautiful. Just a little warning, if you're going to be writing about pull cues, know that it will spell the word cue differently throughout the document. (laughs) So Otter and other apps like that give you a break from being still and reserved and inside your head. Now, I have to say with this lie, it's a lie that you have to be a still, reserved, subtle introvert who's fine with sitting alone for hours at the keys like a hermit. What I notice with some authors is that they have forgotten how to be in their head. And so this, of course, is a muscle that we can practice and strengthen it by practicing it. Things like tools like the Insight Timer app or what's another one? Headspace, where you are practicing being okay with being in your mind. Another trick to do if you're not one that finds it comfortable to sit and be still and reflect and write is do something that gets your adrenaline up, like hardcore. (laughs) Do something like that that gets your heart rate up, your adrenaline shooting through your body right before you write. So you're ready to use that part of your brain and be still. I love working with writers who tell me, I can't, I have this amazing book idea and they do, but I just, I can't write. I can't sit still. And then I get to help them fall in love with that part of them that can be still, get to know that part. And also know that there's lots of right ways to write your book. It could just be the Otter app most of the time, or it could just be writing in 20 minute spurts. It's beautiful to work with authors and figure out their personality and their life stage and help them learn a writing routine that honors that. Okay, that was lie number two. So to recap, it's a lie that you have to be reserved and still to write and publish your book. It's a lie that you have to pay and invest lots of money in Facebook and Instagram ads to get your book monetized. Third lie is, ha, (laughs) I love this lie. It's a lie that the book that's on your heart has already been written. That book idea that's been bubbling up in your heart for years and you tell you see other books on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or social media and you're like, damn it, that was my idea. That book, I, I can't write it now. It's already been written. That is a big old fat load of bullshit. It's a big old fat lie. And let me tell you why. I believe that there is something new under the sun And that is that when you have an idea for your book and it is being created through the lens of your unique experience, your unique talents, your background, your style as as a writer, and when it is similar information but curated in a totally different way, what do we have? We have a brand new flipping experience for your readers. 
And in my opinion, when books are written at their best, they're so much more than words on a page. They're like a holistic experience for the reader, right? Or as author Danielle Schroyer says, when books are written in the right way, they become like your soul friend and you want to keep them on your bedside table so you can look at them every night before you go to sleep. They're a soul friend. It's a whole new experience. The book idea that's on your heart has not been written because there's only you. There's only one you and you haven't written it yet. So get on it. (laughs) And a side sermon to this lie that I can't write the book because the book I want to write has already been written. A side sermon to that is if there is a book idea on your heart, I feel like I'm almost Scottish when I say heart. (laughs) If there is a book idea that's on your heart, it is there to bring you joy. And equally as important, it is there because someone outside of you is so desperately hungry for you to create the idea so they can be served by it. Yeah. So not only is it going to be a brand new, unique experience once you finally create it, but you're going to be honoring the needs of someone else who have, who's been waiting for you to birth that book so they can be served by it. Now we see this in scripture. We talk, The scripture talks about in 1 John 1.10 that Jesus prays that we are all one. We see throughout the New Testament that Paul talks a lot about being the body of Christ, this oneness that we feel each other. And we see it in quantum physics as well, that thoughts are energy. And in As long as you're not starting a GoFundMe campaign to do full laser body hair removal, the idea that's in you is there to serve another person. Your book idea is there inside of you because someone outside of you desperately wants you to fucking write the thing and serve them with it. Period. So that's a lie that I can't write the book because the book I want to write already exists. It doesn't exist. It does not exist. So write it so it will exist and it can serve people. Next lie is that you do not have to have your book picked up by a publisher in order for you to monetize it. I feel like I'm probably five years behind at saying this. And I also realize that in saying this, both of my books were with different publishing companies. And the second publishing company, I now work with them to pick up authors for them, for choir publishing company, which I'm so honored to do that. So some of my clients do work with companies and we walk through that process of submitting and getting picked up and whatnot. And some of my clients are self-published authors. So we get to play the KDP game on Amazon, which is a really cool game to learn. I think there used, I know, I know, I know there used to be this stigma around what used to be known as indie publishing. And Brene Brown tells this amazing story about her her first book was indie published, what we would now call self-published. And she reached out to a professor if he wanted to, because she was a great marketer, if she, if this professor wanted to use her book in his class. And he said, what publishing company is it with? And she said, it's not, it's indie published. And he said, no, I don't, I don't want to use indie published. I like, he was he was operating, giving her this competence competency test. Like, is this person good enough? Is there something bigger than her saying, this is a competent, qualified author that I can use as a required text for my, for my course? So he said no. And then years later, when she became <laughs> ginormously famous from authentically serving others with her gifts, like you do with your book, 
she became ginormously famous. The professor reached back out to her and said, I, I want to use your book in my class. And she's, and I want you to come help me with my class. And she said, <laughs> she said, no, no. And she did not work with him. So that story illustrates, of course, what we all knew that Brene Brown is total badass. And equally as important, it illustrates the point that the stigma that was once around indie publishing or what we call now self-publishing is not there anymore. And I know many people, including some of my clients, who are monetizing it and making a bigger difference in the lives of others, selling more books and growing their audience with a self-published book than many of those who have been picked up by a publisher. Not only do you get more royalties when you self-publish, but you definitely get more say in the, the overall, well, not with choir publishing, but with most other publishing companies, you get very little say in the cover design and the feel of your book. And when you go with KDP or Amazon or other self-publishing outlets, you get a lot more say in the book baby that, that wants you to birth it. So lots of perks. And I think the biggest one is now with organic social media marketing, which is what I teach authors, you can sell just as many, if not more, books self-published than you can with a company. So it is a lie that you need to get picked up by a publisher to be a successful writer. Especially now with companies like Fiverr and Upwork, where you can delegate and invest in quality people to format the book for you on KDP and design your cover so it doesn't look like a self-published book because people do judge a book by a cover, especially on Amazon, where we're mostly getting our books now, whether you like it or not. And you just have three to five seconds to grab their attention. So you want your book cover to be a piece of art and totally match your book. So now with Fiverr and Upwork, you can make your book not look like a self-published book. The last thing I'll say about this lie that you have to be picked up by a publisher to be a successful writer is that if, if you have that track being played inside your mind that I won't be a real writer until I am picked up by a publisher, I think that's pointing to a deeper, a deeper issue that I too used to struggle with when I started writing my first book back in 2016. And that is a giant success equation that you're operating out of. The success equation of, I won't be good enough until I'm picked up by a publisher. So when you're operating out of that place, when you're operating out of that headspace, you are operating out of a place of lack. And I love the universal law of being that it will give to you, you will attract or you'll be presented with opportunities that are aligned with that which you are at your core. And if you're operating out of the place of I'm not enough yet, but I will be when I get picked up by a publisher, what kind of opportunities, what kind of relationships will you be attracting? You'll be attracting that which reminds you of your lack, that you'll be attracting things that remind you that you are not enough. And it's just this, this, this success equation. It reminds me of like chasing the carrot. You know, like there's a stick attached to a rabbit's back, I believe, and the rabbit's chasing the carrot and he's never going to catch it because it's just this giant success equation. Or a better way to explain that, what's going to happen is if you're operating out of it, if you're creating and operating as a writer out of the success equation that 
I need, I will not be enough. I will not be a good writer until I'm picked up by a publisher. What's going to happen is you're going to be picked up by a publisher. And what is your mind going to do? It's going to create another success equation for you to chase again. So if you are set on being picked up with a publisher, check in for, from where that is coming. Because it would be a much healthier and sustainable place to create from, I am a great writer, regardless if I get picked up with a publisher. I can make a career as a writer with self-published books. I can serve a growing audience of readers with my self-published book, period. So check in and see where that lie is coming from, because that lie might point to a deeper issue, a deeper wound, perhaps, that you get to heal. Remembering that wounds only present themselves to us when we are ready to, when we are ready to heal them. So that is a lie that you have to be picked up with a, by a publisher to be a writer, to serve people with your book, to monetize your book. I believe we have covered four lies. The lie that the book has already been written. That's a lie. The lie that you have to pay for ads. Giant load of bullshit. The lie that you have to be a reserved, introvert, still hermit that enjoys getting lost at the keys for hours. That's a lie. The lie that you need to be picked up by a publisher, which brings us, friends, to our fifth and final lie. I'm going to grab a drink of tea before we go into this last one. Oh man, chai tea for the win. The last lie that I want to share with you, my fellow writer friend, is that it does not need to take years to write your book, to write and submit your book to a publisher. Now, before I say, before I go any further, I hear some of you out there (laughs) and there are creative projects that do take time, but check in. And make sure that they're not taking time because you're self-sabotaging yourself. (laughs) Sometimes creative projects morph and evolve and take on a new shape. And that does slow down the process. But just check in and make sure that the delay on your creating your book is coming from a healthy place. And not from a place of fear or procrastination. So check in. Now, back to the lie. It does not need to take years. That is, oh, I I, word, <laughs> I said that wrong. The lie is, it's going to take me years to write my book. Not true at all. I love working with writers in six months. Yep, six months, and we get their book completed. Now, a 50,000-word book feels overwhelming, right? Especially if you have kids at home, especially with this weird pandemic twilight zone that we're living in now. You're like, how am I going to write my book? My kids are home from school. How am I going to write my book? I have a full-time job. How am I going to write my book? So what we do is we, again, get in touch with how your brain is wired. We get in touch with your personality. We get in touch with your life stage, your rhythm, setting, using your environment and your schedule to set you up for success. And we set a word count goal of 2,000 words a week. Totally doable, right? Totally doable. It's like a little over four pages. And then we get in touch with you as a writer. Do you want to commit to like 500 words a day? Which is 
less than half a page? Do you want to commit to 2000 a week? Do you want to commit to binge writing once a month? I love this. The author of Wild, FNA, I cannot think of her name. Gosh darn it. It's going to come to me after this. The author of Wild, <laughs> not Reese Witherspoon because she was the actress, but the author of that book and many other books, she once a month gets a hotel room. She leaves her family. She escapes for a whole weekend and she binge writes once a month, nonstop. Doesn't, doesn't that sound kind of, kind of glorious? Now, as an extreme high energy extrovert, I don't, that does, that's not my rhythm. I prefer to write daily, but that works for her. And so I love visiting with writers and helping them figure out, am I a daily writer? Am I a weekly writer once a week? Or do I, do I write, do I binge write once a month? And then we break down that 50,000 word book or however long it needs to be to a weekly or monthly word count goal. So once you break it down into easy, easy to swallow, manageable goals, it becomes much more attainable. What's also amazing that I have found working with a coach myself and also coaching others in writing their books is without coaches, we fall back to default. Without the creativity, the commitment, and the curiosity of a coach, we we fall back into our default ways. And for a lot of writers, we get lost in our head too often. And what happens when we're in our head? Now, don't get me wrong. We're all a bunch of sexy philosophers and that's amazing and I love it. But when we get in our head too much as writers, we fall into analysis paralysis and that can slow us way, way down. So working with a coach is really helpful to keeping us out of analysis paralysis with their curiosity, their commitment, and their creativity and keeping us on track to our goals. Yeah. And another reason that it's a lie that it takes years to write your book is when you work with a coach, this is this is becoming more salesy than I intended it to. My apologies. I hope that my frequency of kindness comes through. But I've noticed that one of the big perks that I have done, that I have experienced as a writer and have done for my clients is we create a beautiful template so each day or each week or each month, when you show up to write, you have a template of questions that guide you in your writing, like what's going to be written this week. You have it all outlined for you, questions and prompts, so you never have to think, what am I going to write this week? And then lastly, when you're given tools to break through writer's block burst based on your personality and life stage, personalized writer's block busting tips that also speeds up the process. So what I have found time and time again with the writers I work with is the idea on their heart for their book has been there usually around five to seven years. It's like the magic sweet spot. They're finally like, okay, I'm going to write the book. <laughs> it's been seven years. I'm going to write the book. The idea has been percolating within them, within their being for that many years. And then it's like, for the love of God, let me out. Let me out so I can serve other people. And they get it done in six months, which is amazing. And I, a side sermon or a side observation is I am starting to believe that our ideas that want to be birthed through us are sequential and that that beautiful idea that's going to be birthed out of you two years from now, it won't be birthed. I know those are strong words, but I really believe it will not be birthed until you write this book first. 
And it's so amazing. I see it all the time in myself and in other writers. They'll start getting to the end of their book and they're like, I have another idea for a book. <laughs> it's just coming up. And it's like, of course it is. It's been waiting for you for seven years to birth this first one. So you can now birth this second one. And then, of course, there are some writers that have so many book ideas within them, but there is one that is the loudest, that is crowning. <laughs> I, I can use that analogy. There is one book idea that is loudest, that is wanting to be birthed right now, and it has to come first before the others. Just a theory that I have, just a theory, and I love that theory because it gives us as writers permission to evolve and grow. Because what... This is the point of the show where I quote, I, I quote Jay-Z. I love this Jay-Z story where he was once asked in an interview, now that you have kids, do you want to go back and erase all of your rap songs that are about violence and drugs and gang life? And he said, no, that was that's not who I am anymore, but that served me then. That's who I was as a creator then, and that serves my audience. I work with a lot of writers, and I too have been there where I think, oh gosh, that book I wrote, I don't, I have evolved. I don't hold those beliefs anymore. Should that book even exist? It's like, and this even happens sometimes in the midst of, I've seen this in authors when they're writing the book, they've already feel like they've evolved away from certain principles or teachings in their book, which is good and beautiful because everything healthy grows. Every healthy entrepreneur, every healthy writer evolves. And that goes to show that the book that wants to come out of you, it's not just for you. Don't hoard that shit. It is to serve other people, period. Period. So birth that book. Do not let these five lies, I'm going to repeat them for my sanity and for my memory. Do not let the five lies of... I have to be a reserved introvert introverted hermit that can sit at the keys for hours to write a book. That's a lie. I have to pay for Facebook and Instagram ads and invest a whole lot of money. That's a load of bullshit. I have to be picked up by a publisher in order to have my book published and serve other people. That's a lie. The book idea on my heart, I can't write it because it's already been written. That's also a lie. And then number five, I it's going to take years to write this book. That is a lie. So I hope that you enjoyed me calling out these lies for what they are, giant loads of bullshit. And I hope that this, this time together catapults you, catalyzes you to serve others with your amazing book idea. Write boldly, friend. You are beyond capable and worthy to co-create the life to which you have been called. <laughs> <laughs> 